Hello and welcome to the Every Child Every Day podcast. I'm your host, Rob Arnold, Superintendent of Amherst County Public Schools. During this past year, many parts of our lives were impacted in a way we have never experienced. So much of our lives moved from in-person to virtual. Technologies such as Google Meet and Zoom became household words. These technologies were designed to allow people to meet in the relative safety of their own home. Zoom meetings became our primary vehicle for accomplishing work, school, business, and even health care. Unfortunately, not everyone had access to these technologies due to poor broadband service. In Amherst alone, we're able to estimate that 35% of our students did not have access to high-speed, reliable internet. As a matter of fact, many rural localities across the United States can point to similar data. The digital divide between people with broadband access and those who do not have really created inequities in this country that must be addressed. Joining me today is someone who is on the ground in Amherst County trying to address this digital divide. Please join me. I'm very happy today to welcome Mr. Gary Wood, CEO of Central Virginia Electric Co-op and Firefly. Welcome, Mr. Wood. Thank you, Dr. Arnold. I appreciate your inviting me. Uh, we love to talk about our project, so I'm looking forward to this. Well, so last year, um, a little bit further on down the road, we, we met because uh, I was scrambling trying to find any avenue I could find to help our students um, access the, the, the internet so they could do work while they were at home because they're all of, all the students got sent home and that that quickly shined a light on some of the problems that that we have in education that rural America has and and obviously it's become a big issue and uh, politicians have started to put money towards it there are many more grants available uh, cares act money is going to it so um, one of the things that uh, we come to know with you is that you have uh, the organizations that you work with are putting broadband in place in in rural Virginia and, and more specifically in Amherst. So uh, I guess I'd start with just giving us a little bit of background on Central Virginia Electric Co-op and then of course your subsidiary which does the broadband which is Firefly. Well thank you. Uh, yes yeah, Central Virginia Electric Co-op has been around for a while. It was formed in 1937, um, and it was formed by farmers and the rural citizens who had been waiting for electricity at that point for 50 years. Uh, Richmond had had electricity in the 1880s, and in the mid-1930s, there was still no electricity in rural areas. Uh, the government had made uh, low-interest loans, actually zero-interest uh, loans available to the large utilities at the time, like um, American Electric Power and Dominion, but those utilities still didn't see enough return to come to the rural areas. So the farmers banded together, went to Washington and asked, if you give us the money, can we build our, our own system? And from that, uh, a movement started really across the nation for electric co-ops to be formed. Today, there are 900 electric co-ops they cover 80% of the surface area of the United States and serve 10% of the population. Locally, Central Virginia Electric Co-op serves uh, parts of 14 counties. So we've got about 38,000 total electric accounts. We're very spread out. 
We don't serve any incorporated towns or uh, very dense areas. Uh, we're about a $95 million a year company, so we're a, a good medium-sized company. We have about 105 employees. Um, and in Amherst County, we touch portions of kind of along the eastern uh, border, up toward Long Mountain, down at Gladstone, uh, just in near Boxwood Road. And uh, it's a not-for-profit uh, structure that returns any um, margins at year-end back to the consumers. So uh, it, it's an interesting business model, something that uh, a lot of folks who haven't lived in rural areas is unfamiliar with. But uh, we've been around for a while and, and are pretty well established. Part of being in the rural area and serving people with electricity brings you to understand their other needs. Because it's tough living in rural America for a number of things. Uh, you have to make sure water is available. And when power's out, a lot of times the water's out. And over time, we saw the need for internet service also, really starting back in the late 1990s. And we started a subsidiary that started dial-up internet service. Um, that ran its course. Uh, we had about 2,500 subscribers at the time, which was not bad for the size of uh, population we had at the time. But then speeds moved a little faster and other uh, needs came up. And uh, we got out of the internet business in 2009 and we tried really hard to find a uh, partner like Verizon or someone. We offered free uh, use of our polls to them. No one came. So in 2017, our board of directors decided we needed to address the problem because we needed high-speed communications for the electric co-op operations as well as knowing that all of our members needed them. And we made the commitment that we would build fiber across our system, which has about 4,500 miles of power line, and we would build that within five years and make the service available to all 38,000 accounts that we served. Um, so with that, in the state of Virginia, electric co-ops are not allowed to sell anything but electricity. They are allowed to own a subsidiary that can go in any legal business in Virginia. So to sell the internet service off of that fiber, we needed to reopen our subsidiary and have an internet service provider business. We created Firefly Fiber Broadband. And uh, they lease the fiber from the co-op. The co-op owns it, leases the fiber to the a subsidiary and they sell internet service and that's how we started and so that makes a lot of sense uh, because you know you you're in the business of providing for your customer and and reinvesting back into that customer and so you have the infrastructure to to take care of of um, broadband and so that it seems to be a perfect match are, are there other are there other co-ops that do a similar type of uh, subsidiary type of internet business? There, well? there are a few. We were one of the early adopters of uh, building fiber to the home across the system. At the time we got into it, there were probably 30 or 40 nationwide. Uh, now there are probably close to 200 nationwide who are uh, building fiber in their area. In the state of Virginia, there are 13 electric co-ops and there are four that are building fiber to the home and a fifth is considering it. Yeah, I've been saying all along that, you know, uh, uh, broadband has become the new electrical 
the utility that is 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 you have to have it. I mean, I I mean, I don't know right now how folks out there that don't have reliable internet how they can they can perform in this this type of environment that we're in right now. And so, I think it's I think it's very a great thing for Amherst County that uh, you guys are 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 here. And so, I guess maybe what I'd like for you to do next is maybe describe some of your, so just for the listener, we're going to spend more time on Firefly than the electric co-op because uh, that is the, the, the big topic for us uh, right now anyway. But I'd like for you to describe the, the broadband work that you're doing in Amherst. Uh, where, where are you? Um, and then maybe what's the, the, your timeline for the work that you're currently doing? All right, and uh, we will talk mostly about uh, Firefly because most of this uh, area that we will eventually cover in Amherst will be outside of the Central Virginia electric footprint. Okay. And, and one other nuance to this state law is the Central Virginia can only own fiber inside its electric footprint. So anytime we build outside of that, Firefly has to own the fiber as well as provide the service. It's just a little legal nuance that doesn't matter a lot to the end user. <laughs> but it does mean that Firefly becomes the, the important company outside of the CVEC footprint. Okay. Inside, it's clear that the co-op's apparent. Outside, Firefly is on its own. Gotcha. So uh, I'll, I'll talk about a, a couple of pieces that we're working on right now in Amherst. Within the Central Virginia Electric Service Territory, our Gladstone substation serves uh, a number of folks down in the Gladstone corner of the county. Uh, that substation we have completed the fiber construction on and we're making some final connections still in homes from people who have applied for service. We've probably got 90% of those completed. In uh, along Boxwood Farm Road, the electric co-op comes into just a little piece of Amherst up near New Glasgow and the electric co-op has completed their work there and has everybody on who has applied for service. When CARES funding became available to extend broadband late last year, Firefly and the County of Amherst applied for grants in uh, really four areas, three major areas, uh, Boxwood Farm, and we, we actually have two different grants in Boxwood Farm Road area. Uh, then we have one down at Gladstone that extends up Route 60, and then we have another one that comes out of Piney River and uh, goes up toward Temperance and serves the Warwick Barn Road and uh, Partown and Flatwoods Road in that area. Uh, the construction at Boxwood Farm Road is uh, about 80% complete. We had to do a river crossing and get on some AEP poles, and we're waiting on them to do a little work before we finish that up. Um, but we've finished most of the eastern or northern part of that project uh, along Grandma's Hill Road, uh, Boxwood Farm Road, a little bit of Toy Town Road, um, some of those areas. And we have finished up the temperance um, project as far as the major construction. In both of those areas, we're making final connections, and we're probably halfway through the final connections. And over the next probably three to four weeks, we'll finish those up for the people who have applied for service. Uh, we were delayed in Gladstone because we ran into rock. We were building underground, and there's a lot of rock on the side of the road. 
So we've pulled back and we now have a plan to get on the AEP lines and build that through an aerial process. That means we have to wait for AEP to do some work on their poles to make room for the fiber. Uh, so they have that in-house at AEP right now doing their engineering and then they'll um, make those changes and it'll probably be late summer when we build that. So that, that kind of gets me to, a, I think, a good point for the, the listener to understand even though we have timelines set out, there are lots of things that delay the work. I mean, you, you said you, you, you can run fiber underground mm -hmm. and you can get on poles. And if they're not your poles, you have to ask AEP's permission to be on their poles, which takes time. And then sometimes, so, so I just, I, I think the community needs to understand is you're going uh, it's just not, it, it's not, certainly not going to be at the speed that people <laughs> would like, oh. but at the same time, uh, you know, we, right. it's, it's happening. So I, I think that's a really important point to, mm -hmm. to, <laughs> to bring up. And uh, so what does it look like for homeowners when you're in their area? Like is, you know, cause I remember early on this fall having to address bus drivers who were mad that there were all these, all this equipment in the middle of the road, and they couldn't get to the kids' homes. And I was like, hey, "That's fine. It's, that's it's right. okay. They're doing, they're doing work, good work, and work for us." Right. But what is it? What are, what are the things people should expect? Well, there's certainly a, a short-term disruption of sorts when we are in the area doing construction, and it, it uh, is spread over about a six or eight-month period. It first happens with someone in a, a pickup driving up, looking at each pole. They should be uh, well labeled that they're working for us or for American Electric Power. Um, but they will be uh, taking pictures of poles. They will be finding where the meter location is on homes. Sometimes that means around behind the home and in different areas where you're not used to seeing people wander. Um, and we're not wandering. We're, we're looking because we follow the power line with our fiber. So we have to go to where the power line comes to the home. Uh, then after that, a few months later, there'll be trucks coming in, moving poles around, changing out a few poles. Sometimes there's short-term power outages if they have to reposition a transformer and they turn it off and move it around the pole a little bit. Um, and then uh, there's a separate set of crews that come through later building the fiber. And they have a two-pass process. They first put up a steel cable between the poles. Then they come back and tie the fiber onto that cable. So. Sooner or later, there will be two or three big trucks that pass your home. There's the construction on the electric uh, poles, and then there's the fiber after that. And then finally, for the people who apply, there's uh, what we call service drops or service extensions where they come from the nearest pole over to your house. Um, so there's, there's activity going on in the right-of-ways and along the pole lines, and we really appreciate the patience of people uh, when we're doing that type of work. It's a one-time process that gives a, what we think is a forever solution. Um, we think fiber is the right way to build uh, broadband access because it, it's not going to go out of date. Uh, there's been fiber in place for 50 years. It's still being used today with new electronics that runs just as fast as uh, the fiber we're putting up today. Yeah. So um you're you're talking about currently what you're doing right now, mm -hmm. um, but I also understand your your company's vision mm -hmm. and Firefly's vision for 
getting broadband to rural America. And so we're not done in Amherst County. So does Firefly have um, ideas in mind for future expansion in Amherst County outside of where you are? And if, if you can't if you can't share some of it, that's fine. And, uh, but uh, what you could would be would be great to hear. Well, actually, we we love talking about our projects. We're um, we're a very transparent company. Uh, we show you every location we serve on our website because we want everyone to know and to know that access is available. And when we have plans, we like people to know what our plans are um, so that they'll know that we're coming. They'll know that those people wandering around their house, uh, they'll expect them to be there and hopefully look forward to it. Uh, Firefly was created to sell the service to the Central Virginia Electric members off of that fiber originally. But the day we created it, we created it with the idea that it could go beyond the territorial lines of the electric co-op. Internet service is not regulated in Virginia. So we can sell, Firefly can sell internet service anywhere that it's economically feasible for us to do it. We are not interested in becoming a, uh, a Comcast or a Verizon and being a regional uh, powerhouse of any type. What we are interested is in solving the rural problems around the areas we live in. And just because someone lives a little bit off of the electric co-op lines, we don't think they should suffer from a lack of broadband if their neighbors right down the road have it. So we're working with counties in our in our footprint, but in the areas outside of uh, Central Virginia's electric territory to serve all unserved locations. We have a proposal to Amherst right now that would cover all unserved locations in the county of Amherst. Um, it essentially would cover all the areas outside of the Madison Heights dense areas and the town of Amherst. And, and those are the Comcast that's that's the service you're referring to that's right. already in place there. So you wouldn't be necessarily going into those. You're talking about the surrounding areas that Comcast right. doesn't reach. Right. We would be looking at areas that do not have at least uh, 25 megabit per second download speeds and um, consistent reliable speed. So uh, satellite, even if you can get a little higher speed, is that's not considered being served. Cell phone service is not considered being served. Um, so we're we're looking at uh, really covering the just about the entirety of the county, other than than those dense areas around Madison Heights and, and Amherst where Comcast is. Gotcha. Uh, the proposal is uh, covers about 5,200 locations in addition to the thousand electric co-op member locations and the 750 or 800 CARES Act locations. So it, it'll end up uh, covering about 7,500 locations in the county. The additional work we need to do is about $31 million. Um, the Firefly will be funding about 23 million of that. And we're going to ask the county to put up a little portion and we're going to go after some state funding to help make up the difference. Um, and that way it makes it feasible. Uh, we do not make a lot of money off of it, but we can make sure that we're also not going broke, which is important to our bankers. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so that's exciting. Very exciting news. I guess on something of that magnitude, 
then I guess the 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 question behind that is what what is a timeline for something like that look mm -hmm. like? Well, this project will build about 550 miles of fiber, so it's starting in Amherst and building to the uh, Florida state line. That doesn't happen overnight, right. <laughs> and hooking up people on the way. Right. Uh, so it's uh, we are scheduling a three-year build-out period of 2022, 2023, and 2024. We think we can do that in uh, about two and a half years. And if things break right, we may be able to do it in a little shorter term. We will do it as fast as we can. But as you pointed out earlier, we can't um, always uh, work everything within what we would like in this schedule. And, and I'll give you one other example that occurred last year. Uh, we were running along at a, a good clip building about 20 miles a week on the electric co-op lines and severe hurricanes hit in the southeast. Didn't come up here, didn't affect us at all. But all of the crews went to help rebuild the lines in the southeast. So a hurricane in Louisiana affects construction in Amherst County. Um, and, and even trying to build some of that in, we think that a three-year time frame is, uh, is achievable. And, if, again, if things break right, we think we can do it a little quicker than that. Okay, so how can any listener, community members in Amherst County, support that work and even help expedite? Is, the, is there any way that community members can, can be a part of the solution? Well, this summer it's going to be really important. As part of this project to make sure we serve every unserved home, we're going to be doing a study and we're going to be reaching out to the community, showing them areas on a map that we think are unserved and asking the community, help us find the others. If, if we do not have you, it's going to be really important to capture that so we build in a plan to make sure you have service. And don't some of your grants are contingent upon you knowing that information? Is it, that part absolutely. of that as well? Yeah. Absolutely. So it's it's uh, a critical step to, to being successful in re, uh, receiving those grants. So that's one thing the community can do. The second thing is being patient, and that's the toughest thing. If you hear today that uh, broadband's coming, it's going to be three years from now, it won't be three years for everybody. We'll be connecting people along the way, but it's tough. It's tough to wait that long. Yeah. Uh, we have been able on the electric co-op side to start our five-year project, and now we're three years into it, and we're going to finish a year early. So we've been able to speed it up, and we continuously look for ways to do that, and we'll, we'll look at that, too, on the larger uh, Amherst County project as well. So talk a little bit about the actual product and the service. Mm -hmm. So just some of the, the terms, I guess, that people are, are familiar with. What what type of speeds do you offer? Where, where are your price points for those speeds? What are your supports to the customer? You know, uh, whatever you can kind of let, sure. our, let our listener understand. Well, we're a really simple company. We're selling broadband because uh, we know that there's a need for broadband, but we, we're not a very slick marketing company. So we have two speeds. The low speed is 100 megabits per second, which is faster than just about any other form of uh, broadband other than cable broadband, maybe. Uh, that 100 megabit per second uh, speed is available for $49.99. It has no data caps. We don't have contracts. 
we, we don't have fine print. We don't have a lot of adders to that. If you want gigabit level speed, which is 1,000 megabits per second and as good an internet service as you can find anywhere in the United States or really anywhere in the world, that's $79.99 a month. Um, that will let you do amazing things at home. That will let, allow you to download a high-definition movie in minutes when you're getting ready to go on a road trip right. to uh, put in the back with the kids. Um, so it's a, it, that's a, a very high speed uh, that will uh, allow multiple people in homes who are on Zoom calls and there's still kids who, who want to play uh, and do some gaming downstairs and someone else uh, doing music upstairs. Or if you're a photographer and you want to upload large files, all those type things. So those are the two speeds we set. And then we have a voice over IP service that you can use if you don't want to have a uh, landline or if, you, if your landline is undependable, uh, that's twenty nine ninety nine. if you're buying one of the internet services. Okay. If you buy a phone by itself, it's thirty four ninety nine. We provide a router, so the, the way the service works, we bring fiber right up to the outside of the house. We actually go uh, inside and convert the fiber signal to an electronic signal, and then we provide a router that covers most homes up to about 2,500 square feet. Um, and we do that for free. And we have what's called a managed Wi-Fi service, which allows us to help you if you have an issue. You can call our helpline, and we can help you connect or see if you're having a connection problem through the Internet by looking at the router. Um, a lot of companies charge extra for that, but we did not see a reason to charge extra for that. So. Uh, so that's it's two internet services, voice over IP, you get managed Wi-Fi, no contracts, no data caps, no slowdowns. Sounds like that's, that's it. The largest cities in America, right? And that's, that's I guess what we're where we're going for. Just because of where you live shouldn't impact the type of services you get. And so uh, you guys are really doing a amazing job to to bring that to to rural America. Yeah. And we 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 as a school system appreciate that and we are we are very proud to call you guys partners and i, I know that um, we have talked about in the past uh, some some things that once you have a, a pretty solid footing in amherst on uh, doing some educational types of programs you want to kind of talk about that a little bit well there there are a couple of things we're going to ask the school system to help us with uh, we're going to ask the school system to help us with uh, what the state grant programs refer to as digital digital literacy in the community. Um, and so we'd love to have some workshops, some opportunities for the school to help us show folks who have never had good Internet what you can use good Internet for. Help you feel comfortable with... Uh, virus protection and those types of things. If you're a little worried about having internet access in your home and uh, you've heard about getting bugs on your computer or those types of things. Also, how to connect a new smart TV. If you bring it home from Walmart, you want to connect it and uh, you want to feel comfortable being able to do that. So the school can help us with some of those things. The other piece is uh, educating our next generation of technical workers whether that's folks who are going to be working on our uh, fiber out on the line or whether that's people working in the uh, operations center on the servers and those types of things. 
uh, and the school uh, does a great job up here with their technical uh, programs and technical education, but that's another area I think that, that we see growing, not just for Firefly, but as fiber broadband becomes more available across the, the nation. And there is an emphasis right now on really expanding it. And I, I think uh, the same way that electric line jobs and electric co-ops are some of the best jobs in the community. Yeah. I think that some of the work that uh, in companies like Firefly or even in urban areas, if you're working for Comcast, uh, there, there's going to be a demand for people who can manage those uh, more technical higher speed networks in the future. And so there, there are lots of possible internship opportunities and, and those kinds of things. And we are, we are really excited about, we know, we know how to teach. And so uh, you give us the material, we can, we can get it out there. And now we've learned how to get it on the internet. <laughs> and so <laughs> we know how to do that now as well. So um, yes, it, this it, we just want people to understand that this is in fact a partnership that this is a way to make our community better. I mean, you are you are an Amherst person. You you mm -hmm. you grew up in Amherst, is that correct? I, or, I grew or up within a hundred feet of Amherst. Okay, well, that's close <laughs> enough. Up in Lowesville. Okay. So, oh. and I, I have a lot of relatives in Amherst. Uh, my family has been in uh, right at the Amherst Nelson County line on both sides for a couple hundred years. So I have a lot a lot of folks who know me around here. And so you you certainly are giving back to this community. Uh, you're helping the school system, and, and we certainly appreciate that. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you might want to touch on that that might? Uh... I cannot think of another thing except that. Um, I, I should put out one other warning. Uh, when we established Firefly and we created uh, the name and the brand because we wanted it to go beyond Central Virginia Electric, so we wanted a name that um, – that gave some symbology to how widely available we wanted the service to be. And we'd love to have uh, fiber lit up in every place that there's a firefly lighting up. But we have a really large blue firefly mascot. And if that ever shows up in Amherst, I just ask people not to be scared. He's fuzzy, <laughs> he's huggable. <laughs> <laughs> he's Flash, our mascot. And I hope that we'll get him here you soon. Come into the schools. We have pretty good safety protocols available now. <laughs> we don't want to do anything bad to, to him. Um, so, uh, also, I guess it would be really important for folks to understand that even if you don't get Central Virginia electrical service, you still will have the ability to get fireflies service. yes uh and again this summer we're going to to work real hard to get the word out um so that whoever your power supplier is if you are living in a home that do not have good does not have good internet service available we're going to need to know and include you when we have our plan that we uh take back and, and build a grant application for this fall yeah. and the application has to go in in september so this work will be taking place in june and july in the community and uh, people should watch for the information on how they can help us yeah and i know and and we we put surveys out all the time uh we get as you know maybe a third uh back but this is really important so if you're listening to this or know anybody that uh would be getting that survey please fill it out this is this is how we 
as a community help expedite your process. And so I want to I want to urge our listeners to do those kinds of things. Uh, I'd like to invite you back. Um, I'll give you some time to get some some uh, work under your belt. So, uh, but we will invite you back because we want to know how things are going. Um, I'd like to to thank our guest uh, Gary Wood once again uh, with Central Virginia Electric Co-op and Firefly doing great things in Amherst County for our students, but for our community as a whole. And so, thank you once again. Um, like to thank our listeners for for joining us again. I uh, hope everybody has a great day, and we'll. See you next week.